When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. She's got a lot to God, I haven't talked to Amy in quite some time. What the hell has she been up to? Um, she had I had saw her last week quite a bit. Um, that woman is busy. Doing what? I have no idea. Nobody's ever given me a real job. <laughs> they like go to meetings all the time. And then like, oh, I, I have no idea. They're always her and Brooke and Jess are, and they're always running around doing stuff. That is probably a fact. Andy's with us now. We got it. Where's the camera that was over there for mom? Uh, here it is right here. Oh, it's never even taken out of the box. Uh, no, doesn't look like it. <laughs> we got a camera set we got a camera set here, but nobody has set it up yet. Yeah, theoretically, I could plug this into the laptop here, and that would work. Well, if you want to do it, works for me. When you said Andy is here now, I like checked over my shoulder because his <laughs> shirt blends in with the background, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, is he uh, in studio?" It does. You're right. No, I couldn't see him. It's like he only has one left arm and one half of his face, there. but that's about it. Andy, how's Ethan liking Florida? He's liking it quite a bit. Yeah. What, of, what are the activities you guys, what he likes doing there? Uh, mostly going for walks for now, but yeah. we're going to be going to the beach pretty soon. Oh, fun. I have a feeling that's going to be a big hit. Oh, I would imagine with Ethan that the ocean would be, he's going to try to figure out how to, how to rain it all in. All these yeah. waves coming up, I got to figure out how to use that. Yeah, he will. He loves that's that stuff. There's no question about fun. it. While Andy's setting that up, a, uh, you, which one of you guys sent that millennials are moving to the most boring places in the world story? Uh, that was me. You sent that over? I have not seen this yet, but this seems pretty fascinating. Millennials are moving to the most boring places in the world. I was trying to guess, because I have not looked at the story yet, what would be the most boring place in the world? Thinking of, where would you think that would be? Well, you know the story, Brittany, right? Which one? The, the, the millennials are moving. Oh, I'm sorry. That you're... The way you asked, we got no log. We got you going. What am I talking about? We're gonna have to rain. We've got no guests coming on this show ever. This things are going really well. I thought you were queuing me up for a story, like you know the story about me going to Iowa or something. The way you asked, I thought you were gonna say like you know the story about because you've asked me that millions of times in our life. You know the story, right? About me going to wherever. Oh yeah, that's why I said what story. No. But I didn't know. You weren't paying attention. You're a disaster. You were supposed to say, how boring is it? How and, boring is it, Tom? I mean, in Brittany's defense, it's not like she's the one that put this article on the thing for you. Yes, she no, is. she was. Exactly. 
Brittany. Honest to God, Brittany. I literally thought you're queuing me up for some fun story about you moving somewhere or like. Well, maybe I will. No, but I, yeah. I just haven't even looked at the story yet, but I find the, the headline fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where would you think most millennials are moving to? Most yeah. boring place would probably be like rural Nebraska yeah. or something Nebraska? like that. I, I mean, it's like it's temperate, you know, it's nice, but it's also in the middle of nowhere. So it's like I was originally going to say like rural Alaska, but actually yeah, living far. there is probably pretty exciting with all the, you know, bear attacks and such. Could be. No, I love the title. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I was trying to give you, you know, before you dozed off on me, I was trying to give you a compliment. Then you just totally faded off and fell apart on me. Faded but, yeah. off. Uh, it was unbelievable. We're going to find out right now. Did you read the story, Brittany? Or just I read some of it. I thought it was good. I, I started reading it, and I was like, I think Tom would like this. They talk about um, Dinks, uh, dual income, no kids. Family. No kids, yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, remember Doug, the TV show? Their neighbor, yeah. Mr. Dink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was always talking about how everything was very expensive. Really? That's why he was called Mr. Dink. Him and his wife didn't have a kid. There you go. Jandra Sutton feels like a lucky millennial. She and her partner were able to sell their house in suburban Tennessee and buy a condo in downtown Nashville in 2019. So it's actually the opposite. They're moving to the cities instead of away from them. Uh, I have a feeling the story is going to end that they didn't like it very much in Nashville. Oh, maybe. You might be right. Uh, mortgage rates and home prices skyrocketed shortly after that. A few uh, years of suburban living had made the couple miserable, said Sutton, a 34-year-old writer and a content creator. Isn't that the same thing? A content creator is a writer, aren't they? Well, we're content creators, but we don't write. I do constantly. I guess I write descriptions for the episodes, but I don't know if I call myself a writer. That's true. Uh, no question about it. Okay, the closest coffee shop was 15 to 20 minutes away. There wasn't a lot to do in the area. And none of our friends wanted to make the drive to visit us, she says. It was so isolating. Uh, they now have 1,500 fewer square feet of living space, one fewer car, and no yard, but they're much happier. They're surrounded by restaurants, live music, parks, and many other third places to meet people and hang out. They're regulars at their favorite neighborhood bar and bodega, where Sutton says we know everyone by the name and vice versa. The couple could afford to return to the city in part because they, uh, they're dinks. Double income, no kids. They won't need the extra bedrooms, pricey daycares, or outdoor space that would crush their budget. Sutton's right. They are lucky. Many millennials hoping to buy a home have kids uh, and have kids are being priced out of the urban uh, neighborhoods they've built their lives in. And, uh, well, that's where they wanted to live, but it's just too expensive now. So a lot of it, this is a lot, a lot about how expensive things have become. Is that part of this major story? Yeah, I think it's like, uh, I, I thought it was really interesting. Some of these people wanted to move to smaller towns so they could walk to a coffee shop and right, walk to restaurants right. and and how they can find a lot there. I feel like this is a misleading headline because... Oh, really? Yeah, it sounds like it's not, saying the opposite. They're saying the, I know. It's saying like they moved to a suburb thinking it was going to be great, but they were bored, so they moved back to a city, whether it's a you know Minneapolis or a downtown-ish, whatever, area where they can walk and do stuff. So they're not moving to boring places. They want to live in not so boring places. There right. is a go. It's about um, a quarter or it's about a quarter down on the article it says the youthification trend has accelerated and i think mm -hmm. that one explains the situation youthification trend yeah youthification of cities and far-flung suburbs that's what you're talking about mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but go down to that third or that third little paragraph. The usification trend has accelerated. Cities are getting younger fast and faster. From San Francisco to Boston, Salt Lake City to Seattle, Austin to Denver. What are they trying to name every place I wouldn't live? Well, except for Boston. <laughs> I'd live in I'd live in Boston. The other ones I'd never live in those cities. No way. Uh, but it's not millennials who are making them younger. It's Gen Zers. Gen Z, it should be noted, isn't exactly thriving in urban real estate markets. About a third of Gen Z adults are thought. So what is what, what is the cutoff for Gen Z on the top end? Uh, it's like 90. Uh, what was it? It's like 95 or 96 to 2010 ish, I think. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Like 11 what? to 26 ish. Yeah. Something like that. Well, if it's but it's from the late nineties, it'd be like the the high twenties. Yeah, late twenties now. Late twenties now, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, it's not millennials who are making them younger. It's Gen Zers. Gen Z adults are thought to live with their parents, and many don't think they'll ever be able to own a home. Millennials, meanwhile, are aging out and getting priced out in uh, into they're getting priced out into suburbia. Recently, the Suburban Jungle Group, a real estate advisory firm that specializes in helping New York City dwellers move to surrounding suburbs, has been uh, getting a lot of calls from millennials freaking out as their lifestyle grows out of reach. You know, it's interesting as I read this story, because Catherine and I have done both and loved both. Yeah. We lived on a farm out in the country, absolutely loved living out there in Dayton on the farm. That's where L.A. Nick lives now, our friend. Mm -hmm. Um, we've also lived in 20th street and second Avenue in New York city, but we loved both of them. Matter of fact, I can't tell you a place I did live that I didn't like. Yeah. I would, the only complaint in my life right now, I love my neighborhood. I love mm -hmm. my neighbors. I love the city I live in. I just drive so much because everything yeah. I go to yep. is in Minneapolis and St. Paul for work. And so like, I think if I was going to change anything is maybe be like, 15 minutes closer or something like that, like yeah. being a suburb a yeah. little closer. Cause I don't want to live in the cities. Not, not, not cause some major thing. I just, that's just not where I want to live, but I would like to be, a, I would like my drive to not be a half hour every time I get in the car. No, I understand that because when they, when they decided to move over to the college campus over there, which I never have understood, they were everybody who worked at nine seventeen North Lilac drive pretty much lived in the area. Yeah. So then when they moved out of 917 North Lilac Drive, they went to the exact opposite side of the Twin uh, Cities. It's uh, like, what are you doing? We bought houses near yeah. here because we work here. And now uh, you moved it all the way over there. Why did you do that? I can't imagine how pristine your life was when you lived in Golden Valley. And then it was, um, what was that, a half mile away? Your house was from the studio? No, I didn't work in the studio then. I didn't work in the studio for the last... I'd say 25 years I was at KQ. But wait, no, I'm talking about when you go when you were in Golden Valley and worked in Golden Valley. We we had already moved by the time we because we moved to Golden Valley in 2005, uh, oh. five or six. Yeah. Oh, five okay. Six, so like you that. never got to experience that tiny no. commute. Oh my God, I never been about did a half that. mile. Yeah, it would have been about a half mile. Yeah, because I lived right now, over there. And the worst oh. part of it was, yeah, they, they they were never there. Matter of fact, I was still living in Dayton when they moved all the way. I had to go from Dayton all the way over to almost St. Paul every morning. And that one was when the decision was made. I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. That makes sense. Did uh, How long of a drive was it from Dayton to St. Paul? Oh, God. Was it 35, 40 miles? 
Yeah. Uh, at least, yeah. It was, yeah, it was probably close miles. to an hour. Oh, yeah, that's an tough. hour drive. And then, of course, my last day I ever drove into the station, I said, okay, there's a sign from God that I shouldn't be driving into work. I'm driving down I-94, and I hear this big boom like that. A woman had jumped off a bridge and right in front of a car. Oh, my Jeez. God. Right next to me. I was like, oh, Jesus. Damn. That was tough to watch because you could, you could, it wasn't only seeing the boom, you, because you realized something had fallen in your, you know, peripheral vision on the left side. And I'm like, what the, and then well, everything just kind of locked up because the car, the, the car next to me locked it up. So I did too. And I looked over and there she was, I'm deader than hell, man. Oh, I went, okay, terrible. that's enough of this hour long drive. We're not doing this anymore. Forget it. That's terrible. But I still don't understand everybody who worked there. Most people lived in like Edina or Bloomington or yeah. Golden Valley or whatever. Oh, let's move it on the other side of the Twin Cities, shall we? Why would you do that? It's rough. And what are you going to do? It's literally, I would, it would be so rough to know if you built your life around being closer to work and then it just moved. That would blow, I would be so angry. I mean, the building was a shithole. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not <laughs> pretend it wasn't. But it's not like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like there's not a lot of office buildings they could have built a studio in. Well, that, that's where, um, like, KFAN. They're yeah. literally two or three blocks from where our house was in Golden Valley. Oh, really? So I was, yeah, I was right there. Well, you know, where you go to, to, to my studio. Yeah. In Minneapolis. KFAN is right next door. Oh, okay. Yeah, like right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're literally like the parking lot of when Paul Mercurio was on. He was like, Oh, I thought I was going to be late. But then we looked at the address and it was, we were in the same parking lot. Yeah, it's the same parking lot. Much. Yeah. It's like they're like <laughs> exactly right. right across the street. Yeah. I never did understand why. I suppose it saved them a lot of money or something. It had to be a money thing, you think? Yeah. yeah. Because it was not really a good space to have a radio station, or two or three radio stations, I guess, were in there, weren't they? Yeah, there's. I mean, mm -hmm. they have a, a lot there. Uh, that was. No, I love where our studio is now on this show because it's just right on the cusp of getting into the heart of the city. So it oh yeah, like you miss that huge <laughs> traffic all the time. I love sneaking you in do. and out of there. Yeah, it's how life should be, but. Yeah, I, I, so basically what they said in the stories that millennials uh, tried to live in the suburbs, didn't really care for it, so they moved back into the city. Is that basically the gist of the story? No, so it, that's why it was so confusing in the beginning. I had you read that uh, sentence later about them actually moving to suburbia life. So millennials are at that age now where they're like, I'm not going to hit my financial goals or the things I want are actually in the suburbs and now gen z yeah. even though financially they can't afford the city they're either roommate have a bunch of roommates or they're living with their parents but they are bringing down the age of um living in uh the the bigger cities like i always want when i was growing up as a kid i always wanted to live on lake of the isles I just yeah. thought, my God, look at that place. I would, man, I got to live on Lake of the Isles. Never got a chance. Kath and I did look at a house on Lake of the Isles before we built the house of Golden Valley. And that would have been quite the experience, I yeah. think, living on Lake of the Isles or Calhoun or Harriet or any yeah. of those. Beautiful. Your, your lake was such a different lake that you lived on mm -hmm. than Lake of the Isles. First off, you could have a boat on your lake, which you can't on Lake of the Isles. Right, right, exactly. 
And then I ran constantly in that, like, um, that whole neighborhood. Um, and there was a lot of fun running and walking past. But what your lake didn't have was a path around the lake. No, it did not. Because yeah, people's very... houses went right up to it. So there's a give and take. I would think another thing that would suck, though, and I love Lake of the Isles, getting out of that neighborhood in a car yeah, at, at, <laughs> yes. at 15 minutes mm-hmm. to anything you want to do because it's like you have to get to a highway which takes a while but then again you have places like the kenwood i love that place oh lake of the isles is amazing i know I mean, you, you ever go to that left- restaurant kenwood of course i mean love. yeah i had but a love. long time ago no i mean that's why there's a give and take right because it was yep. cool that you could have a yep. pontoon on your boat for sure mm-hmm. um it was a boat little was more big. private the boat was too big for that lake, though. Oh, of course it was. I mean, once I saw two engines on it, I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I was like, let's get to the other side of the... Oh, we already are on the other side. We already are on the other side of the, the, lake. Are, yeah, oh, okay. the lake, so never mind. But, you know, Fawny learned how to drive that pontoon, so it was very educational. That's all yeah. I have to say. And that's... You know what? Then it was worth the price, because if it taught her anything, then... Right. All right, we're going to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Boy, Show dear. app or at TomBernardShow.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warmed them up, moved them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. 
a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're talking yeah. fun! So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, joined by Kristen Bird Entertainment News, brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I just got a great child lesson that I haven't thought about in a while because Ethan is here, two-year-old Ethan. Well, he's two years and two months old now. And I heard him saying my name out there. You just got going bop, 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 because that's what my grandkid, Fawny, started calling me bop, bop. So now all three of them call me bop, bop, right? Should we be oh. calling you bop, bop? You can if you want. That'd be fine with me. But the great thing about a two-year-old is he's asking where I am over and over. So I hear it. So I go out there. I kind of sneak up, not behind him, but I sneak around like I'm going, do, 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 like that. He looks up and he goes, no, and walks away. <laughs> That's so funny. That's what Gogo does. If she doesn't want to get, she'll just go no. Like I'll start no. doing like kind of like jokingly going, oh, I'm gonna get that baby, and I'll That's be like, oh, I'm gonna. Doing. He'll she'll go no, 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 <laughs> not right now. Boundaries. I, I like it. it. Setting boundaries is a good thing. But it's well, like I said, with Andy before you even got here, we were talking about uh, early on the show, having little kids around and learning from other people what what it's all about. Just well, I was talking about my dad. I didn't. I learned from my dad not to be like him and be very close to my children and my grandchildren. I just, I, I absolutely love it. It's the greatest. When a little kid is so excited to see you, it's like, man, what a treat, what a gift that is, huh? Yeah, that's why I like being the favorite aunt. Oh, are you kids. the favorite aunt? Are I you? I am. I, you know what I do? <laughs> I, I always like tell my cousins. Um, like send your kids out for spring break and I will take them for, you know, five or six days and we'll do sure. LA. So much fun. Oh, the little kids are the best. There's no, I mean, they do some crazy stuff. Uh, you know, they'll, you look over and all of a sudden I decided to knock that lamp off the uh, end table there. Is that okay? It's like, Oh God. Yeah, no, it's fine. I hated <clears throat> that end table or I hated that lamp. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you hated that lamp anyway. Yeah. No, that's a great, I've never understood people that don't go generation to generation to generation. I mean, what a great thrill that is. Well, I won't. <laughs> you know, so you're never going to have any children? No, we don't want kids. You big baby. A big baby. No, and that's actually a very common trend now. You're seeing a lot more people saying yep. like, hey, we don't want to have kids. And I, I mean, we were so like outside the box when we were like, well, no, we're not having kids. And most of the people we hang out with don't have kids. 
Um, we have a couple of friends that have kids, but it's very common here in Los Angeles. I think it's very common in New York City. And it's amazing when I hear other people talking about it. They're like, I can't afford to have kids now. That's the sad part. Because if you want to have kids and now can't afford it, that's that's hard. Okay, well, I just rewrote your intro. You ready? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt, Entertainment News, brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go nabanco.com to learn more. A member of FDIC, equal housing lender. And now here's the dink. <laughs> the dink, mm -hmm. yes, double income, no kids. And you are a dink. There's no question about it. Do you know my cats live a very privileged life as a result? I've noticed. They're dinks. Yeah, I've noticed your cats have a pretty damn good, and Brittany's cat does not do too bad. The blankie's still up there for the cat if oh. he shows up. Um, We had chaos this morning. All my <laughs> stuff got unplugged. So my oh. cat came on his blanket and it slid off and his whole body flopped down here. <laughs> this was like 745. And I was like plugging things back in and he's been mad at me since. So I don't well, the know. The cat's he'll... mad at you now. Yeah, he'll probably sign. He'll probably start his shift here soon. Normally he's curled up right there he's he's obsessed with now being in this closet even when i'm not in here so well we'll close with this you know judy our dog jude been mm -hmm. around forever well andy his wife the two-year-old they all come over and they have their own dog as well and who's to blame for it jude comes and sits down and stares at me like this is your fault they're all here mom would yeah. never do this Correct. to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, How dare you disturb my peace? Exactly. Because Ethan does like to go after Judy a little bit. And Jude's like, oh, God. He takes it pretty well, don't you think, Andy? Jude? Yeah. Definitely better than other dogs. Yeah. Oh, God, other dogs would go nuts. Uh, what? I was going to say, I have to be so careful because we have a golden retriever who literally mm -hmm. lets Gogo put her whole hand in his mouth and oh, eye. Yeah. And so around other people are like, oh, they can pet my dog. I'm like, no, 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 no. She's a monster. She has been <laughs> trained with a human teddy bear or like a dog teddy bear. <laughs> Do not let her near your dog. She will give it like a dental exam. Yeah, that's one thing I like about doing this show is because we look at a lot, a lot of times the more positive side of things because all the news is so negative now. It's like, oh, God horribly negative so to come on this show and talk about the things that we love being our family and our friends and our this and our that how about a little positivity once in a while on the national news Kristen? what about that a little positivity on the national news i just watch like cat and dog videos except i can't watch <laughs> the abandoned dog and cat oh, videos yeah. but they make me too sad but i keep on waiting for the cat universal distribution system to hit me um i take a hot girl walk every day and i'm looking for a stray cat that wants to be adopted and i can like oh, take really? it on the street yeah because they do that all the time they're like people are just like walking around they're like look i found a kitten and then they like nurse it back to health and it's like the cutest thing and i'm like i want to do that you just gotta never find one you got to take your destiny in your own hands like I did and foster a cat and then freak out once it gets an application and then acquire the cat. Like you sometimes have to take the distribution into your own hands. Well, I have a problem because Bill does not want another cat. He's like, we got two. The zoo is closed. It's just a foster. It's just <laughs> a foster. I know, but he won't allow that. So it's I just figure a foster. But if I find one and I'm like, look, it's sick. We I mean, you don't have to tell him where you found it. That's why I'm like laughing. I'm like, you found it at a foster care. You found <laughs> it. Like, I did find it. That's not a lie. He's probably listening to this. He does listen every morning. So I've just probably blown my cover too. Your, your husband listens every morning? He does. It's just to your part though. Just to my part. 
Yeah, there's a shock. Oh, it's all me. More me now. It still uh, counts. Right. It still counts. Yeah, it still counts. It's still and a download. He that's likes cool. to know what we talk about because then he likes to discuss it later on. Have a little. Well, debate. that's good. We could have him on the show once in a while if he wants to be. Yeah, he could. He could slide on over into the closet with me. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming into the closet with Kristen Burt. Now we're talking. <laughs> Somebody just walked in behind. Uh, Kevin uh, over is there, that uh, Ralph? Yep, Ralph's out there. Oh, that must Ralph. be wrong. Yeah, I, I thought I saw something. It's Tuesday. Out. Did you notice Kristen has an upgrade to her setup? Oh, I did notice. I, she yeah. got a got this snazzy look going today. I've That's actually weird. had them, by the way, for a long oh. time. But um, the volume has been a little weird. Um, that I can't I can't adjust it on my laptop. So whatever you guys set the sound as, I can't adjust it otherwise. So I decided to just adjust this. Well, and Andy reset the uh, the levels yesterday. They were too low. Oh, and they were super loud on my end. My ears were ringing. So I was like, there you go. Yeah, there yeah was so I was huge... like, let me just try my headphones and see if it makes a difference. And it there does. was a huge uh, volume disparity. Yeah, I, I, th I noticed it. That's why I was like, mm -hmm. here are my headphones. Well, and I think that's where that echo that no one could hear except tom was coming from yeah probably. and i think you heard it too right Kristen? yeah yeah and i think that might have been the cause so hopefully it's fixed now andy the engineer came to town took care of everything now I we're love talking it. Uh oh there's Hackmaster. he's joining Hack the crowd Master's here that's how i know it's tuesday that's right you don't have your mic on nope uh-oh say something yeah, oh. why is your mic not on yeah it should be six. There you go. There it is. Oof. Oh, there you go. No, uh, Andy, the engineer. Um, so basically, Catherine. Oh, I didn't want to mention because I think Brittany mentioned uh, the show earlier this morning. Catherine and I watched episode four of Reacher season two. Mm -hmm. That show is phenomenal. So good. It's really good. I don't think I'd like to fight him. No. Absolutely not. There's, there's, I forget what season or episode it was, but there was a scene where it was like four on one, and they're like, "Yeah, there's, we shouldn't fight these guys. There's four of them and two of us." And he's like, "No, no, no. You can go we sit down. This. My guy got this." <laughs> well, it was so funny because season four, a bunch of bikers show up to kill them. Reacher and his and his troop. They show. Up. Did you see uh, episode four, Kristen? I have not. It's a damn good show, but they show up and they're all these bikers and they're all threatening and they're all pulling knives and this guns and all this. And Richie goes, why did you come here? I said, what do you think the reason we came here? He goes, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because now I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they got knives, they got guns. He's just standing there like, okay, well. And by the way, it turned out he did kill most of them. <laughs> So, I want to know, is Catherine in her action era? The action she watched, era part yeah, of it. Yeah, she's watching Jack mm -hmm. Reacher and you guys. What else did you just watch? Uh, John, John Wick, Wick 4. Yeah. John Wick 4 we watched. Yeah, she's she in her action era. She thought that movie was hilarious, by the way. That's good. Because it was so far over the top. And by the way, that is, I'm really glad now that you pushed and pushed and pushed for me to watch that movie for about a, a year. Almost a I, full year. <clears throat> I, I've realized the length of time it takes. I, but you know what? I think now I'm just going to slide my list to Catherine. I think yeah. that's what I'm going to do when I think Good you plan. need to watch something. Yeah. And just be like, you tell Tom to watch this. Or you tell Tom to watch this, not me. Because he won't do it. 
Here's my John Wick 4 question. What is more over the top, John Wick 4 or whatever the latest Fast and Furious is? Oh, I would say... I was going to say John Wick 4, I think. Really? There, was, but, there were so many bodies. The body yeah. count was huge. And, <laughs> and Fast and Furious, I mean, yeah, they're dropping like helicopters or cars out of like planes and stuff but dropping right. helicopters Dro- out of yeah, planes, dropping helicopters out of, planes. Yeah. out of the helicopter i like it but yeah probably john wick four because yeah, he just kills so many uh, people the body count was like one something i can't even remember 160. now it was 160 it was 160 <laughs> so that's an average of a kill every what minute and a half or something like that's that about right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's over the top i mean come on He's really good at that role, though. He is so good at that role. I, and like I said, I've interviewed him a few times. He's such a nice man anyway. You've dealt with him, Kristen, have you not? Uh, I have not, actually. Oh, you've never d- dealt with Keanu Reeves? Dog Star. Mm-hmm. Dog Star. His Dog Star. Star. That's exactly right. Great guy. He's a very, very nice guy. But I just, I, I, I wouldn't think, because he's so laid back in that Reacher, I mean, excuse me, not Reacher, but in the role in, in his movies that he just laid back for a reason. Cause he's so intense that if he acted intense, you'd go, Oh, this is over the top and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. That was a very smart move to make him a very laid back murderer. Yeah. It all started cause somebody <laughs> killed his dog. That's correct. Like, that's well, you don't kill a dog. No, not at all. Or a cat. And it was a, it was a little cat. puppy too, wasn't it? It was a little tiny puppy. If I remember. Yeah. It was his new puppy. Cause his, like wife died or something and they uh, stole his car and killed his dog. And then he's been on a murder spree ever since (laughs) for the last 10 years. (laughs) I get it though. I mean, come on when people kill animals, sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, it upsets me even more so than humans. Sometimes I'm like, Mm -hmm. why is that? Yeah. No doubt about it. Alex, how are you doing? Alex jumped in. I jumped right in. I'm well, you jumped right into it. Everything's going well. As far as I can tell. Yes. Oh, how'd the snow end up? Do you guys get a ton of snow? No. Like oh, no. two inches, maybe. Oh, is that it? Because I know in some areas you got a foot out in like Pennsylvania, you got a foot of snow. The East Coast got clobbered. Whoa, did they ever? Well, Florida yeah. has a big storm coming, I saw. Oh, good. Literally, I never checked the weather, but I checked the, it this morning. The entire United States is having some just hilariously bad weather this year. It's Actually, freezing here. I know. I, I, what, what is the temperature now? Um, I know last night it was like 38, which is oh very cold God. for California. Yeah. Oh Let me God. see what it is right yeah. now. Um, 44. Wow. In L.A. In L.A. it is 44. And just a reminder, we do not insulate our homes the way a Midwest right. or East Coast home. We just don't have that same insulation. So we have our heat like... It is tropical in here right now. I'm not going to lie because between Bill and I, we're both weather wimps and it's like 80 in here. But, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, honestly, it it gets, if we shut off the heat, it gets bitter cold. And even the cats are like under the covers. They can't handle it. They're also weather wimps. Well, but I mean, I looked at the map of the, uh, the weather map of the United States yesterday. There was bad weather everywhere in the United States yesterday. I think for the next week or so, it's supposed to be like this. I, I don't is think it, even our temperatures are going back to the high 60s until next Tuesday or Wednesday. Really? Another week? Mm-hmm. So is this this can't all be El Nino, I wouldn't El think. El Nino is expected to continue th- until about April. It is? Mm-hmm. If not June. 
if not June. Oh, that's great news. So, so you'll be 40 degrees until June, Kristen. But other yeah. than that, you're okay. Oh, this great. Well, you know, El Nino normally gives us really wet weather. And it hasn't, mm-hmm. It's we've had some rain, but not like last winter where it was raining every other day. So it's just bringing in the cold temperatures that, again, we can't stand. No, I understand that. What were you going to say, Andy? Um, I was going to say this is probably the most longest duration and intense El Nino that there has been in any of our lifetimes. That I can remember. You're absolutely right. It's been like six weeks, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, at least. I mean, maybe more than that. Yeah, yeah. true. Well, we'll slog through, but just being around one another with the warm hearts is enough to pull it off. There you go. Staying warm here in my closet because I'm with all of you. (laughs) Staying warm in my closet. Anything new coming out we should know about, Kristen? Um, You know, today, I was like, I looked at, I was like, what's coming out today? I'm like, it's a Marvel TV show called Echo on Disney Plus. And I was like, Tom will hate it. So (laughs) I used to love all I used to watch, well, you know, even when Andy and Alex were young, we'd watch Disney and it was wonderful and all the rest of it. But it's just. This Marvel thing is way over the top, isn't it? It is, and they're going to, they know, like Disney knows that they have to pull back on their reliance upon Marvel being Mm -hmm. a success, not only in TV, but also in film, because people aren't going to see the films the way that they used to. In general, people, of course, aren't going to the movie theater, so they're going to have to start thinking about other properties. They're going to have to start thinking more about original films, because that really was the theme of 2023. You start looking at the movies that people were really interested in, Oppenheimer, Barbie, um, Mm -hmm. Sound of Freedom, all of these different titles... um, you know, people just are, are, they're fatigued with franchises. Let's just put it simply. Yeah, and the, yep. the problem is, is that movies are planned so far in advance. You know, the movie schedule is planned up to five years, seven times, even eight years in advance. They're going to have to stick to a lot of these movies, but in between, they're going to have to find maybe a smaller indie film, a comedy, a rom-com, something like that to fill in these holes and give the audiences what they're craving. I would hope so. I mean, some really good movies came out in 2023. There's no question about that. Had but a, the ones to... that were successful at the box office were few and far between. Yeah, there's no question about it. So people have just accepted the fact that they're they're not going to go to the movie theaters as much as they used to. Yeah, that that for right now that is the current trend. You know, things are always cyclical, and things will come back, and we'll probably see a resurgence at the theater, but the pandemic accelerated what was already happening. And a lot of people don't want to go back because of cost. A lot of people don't want to go back because you know what? Some people are still afraid of getting sick. We're in the height of like flu, cold and COVID season right now. They don't want to be around gross people coughing in their face. Um, so, yeah. And then of course the movies are not delivering the way that they used to. And the content level is down too. So it's not like you're going to have an abundance of choices each and every weekend. And I think yesterday we talked about, I said, you know, like those big days of like 10 to 14 screens, those are gone. Those aren't the trend anymore. It'll be smaller movie theaters because the business is smaller. Well, it's part of that, the fact that we've gotten so touchy about every single word that people say now. Everything's horrible. It's either anti-female or anti-male or anti-black or anti It's all, every word is anti-somebody. So it's got to be tough to write a movie now. 
I, I don't think so because TV is delivering what people are asking for and they're asking for yeah. diverse stories and they're asking for original stories and the movies haven't delivered that. So mm. there's a disconnect, I think, right there. Um, and there were a lot of hints as to what happened in 2023 and a lot of um, clues as to what audiences are looking for. And if the studio executives aren't paying attention... Uh, they're idiots. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. you can see exactly what rose to the top in this past year, Super Mario Brothers and Taylor Swift and Barbie and Oppenheimer. And they're all different and unique in and of themselves. But the problem is you got six, eight, 10 to 23 episodes on television, whereas you got one movie in a the theater. That's that's tough competition right there. It, it is if you choose your, your weekend right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. that's really what it becomes to. A lot of it comes down to scheduling. And if you notice when Taylor said, hey, I'm coming out with my movie, I think it was October 13th. Am I right, Brittany? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was one of those situations where other movies were like, oh, we don't want to come out on the same day. And they moved. They just yeah. said, we're coming really? out two weeks later. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. I don't know. There is a lot of great television. I mean, it, it, television is the best it's ever been. There's no question about that. Do you know what's wild? I just saw this. I saw this last night um, on a TikTok um, video, and I was like, oh, I need to pull up the statistics. And this is from uh, Sportify. They came up with the statistics for 2023. And the top 100 most watched U.S. TV broadcast of 2023 93 of them were football. 93. Really? Yes. A couple of things that snuck in there. There was one political programming. The Academy Awards slipped in there. Um, uh, the Super Day Bowl, parade. of course. And a couple and a couple of college, couple of college games. Well, the big one, Michigan. What was it? Michigan and uh, Washington was yesterday. Washington. Yeah. How'd that and go? the Dallas Cowboys were the most watched team with the second most being yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, thanks to Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, that's a thing. Not, not, isn't that unbelievable? That to me is just unbelievable. Um, and, and just in terms, and the very, the top TV show that slid in there was 60 Minutes. And it was somewhere like 136, I think. You know what's weird? I didn't even know that show was still on. That's it's on terrible. before football. It's either on before or after football. Here, it's usually on. Uh, I think after football here on the West Coast, but I think it's yeah. Is it's it any good amazing. anymore? I, it's a, I I watch it for segments. If there's a segment I'm interested in, yeah, I'll yeah. usually wait until the next day and watch the segment, not the whole show. Yeah, that makes sense. But that was a that was a staple when I was a kid. At Sunday nights at what six o'clock Central, I think it was maybe seven Central. It, everybody watched sixty minutes every weekend. The tick, 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 tick. Yeah, the little tick, tick, ticking going on. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a different world, I understand, but it's got to be very difficult to make movies now that'll draw people in when you can sit in your house and watch whatever you want. Absolutely. And people have very large screen TVs. They've got gorgeous home theaters and they can be done for relatively inexpensive. Gone are the days where you'd have that company come in and install your home theater. You can still have that done if you want like the Dolby, you know, atmosphere yeah, round yeah. sound and, and yeah. built into the walls. But if you want to create like a nice experience for you and your family, you can go down to Costco and build that system for your home. Oh, and then you subscribe to a couple of the streamers yep. and you're set to go. And by the way, those big screens are not that expensive anymore. 
I was amazed by that. For a 4K TV? I mean, you go down and you look at the sizes that, because it used to be like if they were really big, the resolution wasn't that good. It get a little pixelated and yeah, things like yep, that. But yep. now the, the big screens are crystal clear. They are indeed. So it's, you better make really good movies or nobody's going to go see them. That, that is absolutely true. I think there's a little bit of maybe millennial parents that will help movie theaters. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, we, I can't think of the last time we turned our television on. We just don't really watch, like, shows and movies much at our house. And, but we went and saw Wonka on Christmas Day, and it was full on Christmas Day, which was surprising oh, to me. But, and then the last movie we saw was Wish, was full. And I think there's, and we went with another family every time, and it's like movies feel like a special occasion. Well, that's what they used to be, Alex. Absolutely. Dinner and a movie was a big deal yeah, back exactly. then. Yeah, yeah, but then it also feels like a special occasion to us and our kids because we're not, we don't like have the TV on every day. That's not like part of our every day is watching a show or a movie. So yeah, for you us. You off on me. What? You shoved that off on me. Bop, bop. I want to watch something. Well, it's because you always have the TV on, and I'd rather not have them watch Fox News. So, Well, they... how about CNN? You want them to watch that? Because that's a barn burner. No, too. I don't want them to watch any news. Any ever. news. <laughs> you don't want them the to be informed? No, I don't. Nice. Absolutely not. <laughs> Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Oh, okay, Must be nice. <laughs> no, it is nice. It's great. I highly recommend never knowing well, anything viewing, that's going I mean, on. Alex, to your point, TV viewing is also going down. Gen Z, Alpha Gen, they don't watch TV. They watch, they if they're yeah. going to watch something, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, um, they watch YouTube, they watch videos. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you may, you know, step in and watch one particular series or one particular movie, but the viewership in general, movies and TV is going to go down. Yeah, movies will be special occasion. And I'm really curious because I know we talked about this in 2023. Pixar is re releasing soul and luca and turning red i'm so excited i think parents will will bring their kids to the theater i 100 they... percent am bringing my not turning red because it's a little too old for my kids so, but so, so the reason that people are going to go to the theater is for their kids that's a, that's not sustainable that's not a sustainable kind of model if you just have kids movies out then the real money is going to you know I, I i just think I think movie theaters I'm, are I'm not saying just kids' movies, but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I last time I went to the movie theater for, like, me paying a ticket was mm -hmm. Barbie. Okay. And all my friends, we went and we dressed up. It's it's event movies. It's event pictures that people are going to go to. And I think that's what Alex is saying. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't just have to be family mm -hmm. movies, but I, but I think it's a good strategy mm -hmm. of Disney yeah. to re-release movies that got stuck in the pandemic, were only released on Disney+, Plus to put them out on the movie screen. Isn't and it's like, you totally. know, barely any extra cost. It, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of extra costs with the getting, but it's not like they're creating a new thing. Right. It's just creating a new revenue stream with something they've already made. That's interesting. Yeah. And like, I remember seeing Luca and Soul during the pandemic at home. And I was like, I really no. wish I could see this on a movie theater screen. Like these movies huh. would both be so beautiful and awesome on a movie theater screen. So I'm so excited. That I get to. You know, one thing that I really, really am pissed off about, because when I was a kid, because there are, I think, in Minnesota, like three drive-ins left in the entire oh, state. Oh, don't even get me started. Okay. Well, let me just tell you guys something. If you're 21 years old and there are no 
Well, Long Prairie, Minnesota, where I was born, has one of the drive-in theaters left in the state. There's only a couple of more, I know that, no question about it. But here's what they don't understand. I'm in the comfort of my own car, driving into your theater, I hang up the speaker, and then I open the door, I open the trunk and get all the booze out of the trunk and bring it into the front seat. <laughs> there you go. I love driving theaters. I did there too. Was, there love. was one in Woodbury next to my parents' house, and that was like my favorite thing to bring like my friends to because not a lot of them got to experience it. That is the saddest thing. I would love to take Gogo at a t- like a teenager to a drive-in theater. I hate that those are gone. And why wouldn't people go to drive-ins anymore? What happened? Here in Los Angeles, we still have a, a few, and they pop up during the summer. And mm-hmm. they also do a lot of rooftop cinema. I don't know if you guys do rooftop Ooh, cinema. That's in, nice. Yeah, those are really yeah. nice in uh, the downtown areas uh, in Los Angeles, which are great. But ours, weather-wise, for us, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, right. Drive in. So, it, uh, you know, I think maybe it's the fact too when you have four seasons, the season is limited for drive-ins. Yeah. It is, and we yeah. do a lot of in minnesota a ton of like movies in the park type stuff where you oh, can, right. yeah, yeah where it's like right. they put a big screen up and everybody just comes to the park but i will say it would be nice to like bring my children and it's like you have to just stay in the car well, you there, can't go running around that would be nice there is an element there's an adult element to being in the car an element of privacy in your car when you go yeah. to the drive-in that you don't have yep on other outdoor experiences. It's like you have outdoor experiences. But in the car, there was a lot of necking and kissing going on in those cars <laughs> uh, when the drive-ins were around. But the V, you know, the VCR killed the, killed the drive-ins, and I think streaming yeah. is going to kill movie theaters. They are gone. They're going to mm-hmm. go by the way of the drive-in. Well, Chris, what bad. is because you said Netflix has a theater out in L.A., correct? Are they doing anything that would be considered revolutionary to the theater industry? Not yet. I mean, they they renovated the Egyptian. Ralph, mm-hmm. you know the Egyptian sure. probably very well, um, which is a historic theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, used to be the companion theater to the Chinese theater as well. They're now right. separately owned. But um, not only have they restored it, but they're doing a lot of their premieres there. And then they're doing, you know, what I think is kind of cool is that they're taking some of their Netflix TV series and you can see them on the big screen and they'll do a special night or a special week-long run. Um, if they don't have a movie that they're promoting at the time. So I think that there's opportunities to do something revolutionary, but it's wild to me that all of the disruptors, whether it's Amazon or whether it's Netflix, they're like, we're going to get rid of the brick and mortar. We're going to make everyone stay at home. And then all of a sudden we're going to bring back brick and mortar in our own way. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. We have Amazon Fresh, Amazon Go, Amazon bookstores here in Los Angeles. And there's not a cashier in sight. You literally just scan your app, in and out you go. God, it was so amazing looking back now. That, and you guys are, are too young to remember this. But there was the France 100 twin. It was two screens, not just one. There was the uh, uh, France, uh, yeah, France 100. There was a France 100 Oh, excuse me, the France Theater and then the 100 Theater. They were owned by the same company. They both locations had two screens. They took up massive land to build all these these uh, theaters. And then I think it was the Colonial 
I might be wrong about that, but there was a drive-in in, I think it was Plymouth, Minnesota, out that way anyway, definitely, out 55, I believe. It actually had a balcony at a drive-in theater. You could park <laughs> on the lower level or park on the upper level. It was very cool. Fancy. That is cool. Dad, I just... It was. It was marvelous. I just want everyone to see your reaction about this very specific movie topic. How do you feel about when people bring their own snacks and drinks into movie theaters? That's why theaters are going out of business, so I'm not real happy about that. That's they why they're going money. out of business? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's their profit center. That's a huge profit it center. It is. You can mark up. costs about 25 cents, and then they sell yeah. it for $8. You know, I used to work in a movie theater in college, and I will tell you that people bringing in their own food was like the bane of our existence. Cause when I would oh, yeah. usher, yep. um, you would have to clean the theater after. And it, it's not that big a deal to pick up soda and popcorn boxes. It really isn't. You put one in the other and you dump it in the garbage and away you go. Mm -hmm. But people would bring in uh, the things, the Chinese food cartons, the <sighs> buckets of KFC. I kid you not. Oh, yeah. And there'd oh, be yeah. chicken bones everywhere. Oh. And, yes. See, I'm like, and, I'll bring like a LaCroix. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, and I will also buy something. So, like, yes. they don't sell LaCroix, and that's yes. what I want. So mm -hmm. I will bring that in, and then I'll buy a popcorn. Exactly. Like, I will. It's a combo combination for sure. Yeah. I'll bring in my George Foreman grill and some steaks. Yeah, there yeah. You go. It's that. It's those people that ruin the experience. And, you know, when you're an usher, you're, you're trying to turn over this theater as fast as possible. It was mm -hmm. miserable. When I'd see chicken bones, I'd be oh. like, oh. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's chicken so gross. Be. gross. The only yeah, actual food food I've brought into a movie theater is one time I brought in a pot belly sandwich because I was going to a movie and I did, didn't get a chance to actually eat dinner. And I was like, if I just eat candy and popcorn, I will be so sick. And so I brought in a pot belly sandwich into a movie theater. But I also bought candy. So that's good. Well, you're assuaging your yes. guilt feelings. That's what so, you're doing. You're well, <laughs> but, but a movie is right. not complete without candy and popcorn. Like you have yeah, to I, have. I, that's, that's true. That's like, and by the way, no one wants to smell your KFC, by the way, no. or your Chinese food. Right. No. Yeah, I was like, they are delicious yeah. on their own, but not in an enclosed space. Yeah, I was like, pot belly doesn't smell. It's just wrapped up. I'm not going to cause any sort of spillage. I think it'll be okay. Unless it's a tuna fish sandwich. The person that brings no. the tuna fish sandwich no. and sits next to you on the plane, you're like, oh, absolutely. Or hard-boiled eggs. Once I sat next to somebody that had a plastic baggie full of hard-boiled eggs and That's opened insane. it up, I was like, That's Serial killer. Yeah, it was revolting. I can't stand anything like with mayonnaise anyway, so I'd be like, mm. oh, it, was, <laughs> it was rank. I'd be dying. Ugh. Kristen and I have that in common. I do not like mayonnaise either. I, I can't even don't. look at the jar. It, it's like, it makes me want to throw up. Bill will have mayonnaise and he has to hide it in the fridge. And I'm like, I saw your mayonnaise hidden in the fridge. Hide it better. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. My God, we. We ran a little long, but it was well worth it just having Kristen around for that extra time. <laughs> see you all, all right, tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt, entertainment news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FTIC, equal housing lender. We'll take a break here. Come right back. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that does doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard name service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B., Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Back to wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen. I got to run this stuff by. I've not looked at any of these in this story. Everyday things people do that are super disrespectful, not just disrespectful, but super disrespectful. And people do them all the time, every day, as a matter of fact. Do you have any one that you've noticed over the years? Bringing food into uh, a theater. <laughs> there you go. Or a There's the first one. There you go. Your LaCroix into the movie theater. Okay. Anybody else? Tevin, Tom, Andy? This is, this is the big one that you hate is when people don't grab the door for people. And that drives me nuts. Okay. So people are very impolite now, which I am not wild about. And if you do hold the door for somebody to come through, they don't even look at you. That's also, I think, very disrespectful. Not that you owe me anything, but you could be courteous. I hold the door for people all the time, and they always thank uh-huh. me. 
I think it's because of my kind face. Well, that must be what it is because they never thank me, so it must be my crabby face. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Do you hold the door like this? (laughs) Is that what you look like? Yes, that's exactly right. But you know what I've started doing, though, and no one's ever responded? I hold the door for someone. If they don't eat, they walk by through it, don't even look at me and go, oh, you're very welcome. And then I, they never turn around, though. Never. I'm sure that helps the situation a lot. Yeah, they're so, <laughs> yeah, well, so happy that you were involved in their life at that moment. Well, don't be such an asshole. Then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, Brittany. Right? Yeah. Okay. Any other guesses about disrespectful things people do every day? Uh, throw garbage out of their cars. The amount of trash you see on the side of the... I'm like, what are you doing? What is happening? Is Really? This is what you think you should do with your garbage. You know, it's funny. We started the show with that today because I went for a walk yesterday and saw five different places in the side of the road or in the ditch where people just threw threw their, you know, fast food wrappers and garbage into the ditch. It's so weird. What are you doing? Like every winter when the snow melts. Oh, it's yeah. It's just like tons yeah. of trash. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's everywhere. It. All right. So now we're going to read the list. Any other guesses before I read the list? <coughs> oh, we're good to go. Ladies and gentlemen, now that some places are finally getting ice and snow, it's even more annoying when people leave grocery carts in the middle of the parking lot. As a matter of fact, every time I go to a store that allows people to take the grocery carts to the cars, on the way in, I grab at least two to three to four carts and push them in myself. They're right I know. there. It's so. I know. The, sometimes it's like literally right next to the cart corral. Yeah. Like it would have yep. taken them more effort to not put it in the corral. <laughs> it happens a lot more in Florida than it does in Minnesota too. That's, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I rarely see it and I feel like it's a novelty when I do see it. Mm-hmm. And do they you know do what? any takeout carts in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do got, they? Yeah. Oh, there's cart corrals out. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Costco's a big one. You have to have a cart to. Otherwise, yeah. what are you? How are you gonna bring all that stuff? Yeah, Target, Lunds and Byerly's doesn't. No, That's they're the... really weird about it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... I, don't, I don't think it's weird. I think it's good because you don't mess up the parking lot. No, I said they're weird about it. If you accidentally are like, I'll just take the. They're like, you will not be taking no, the cart. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I'll nope. bring it back. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. They do not like it. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what, I Tom, I noticed too. Like so. I didn't realize this until having a kiddo. You have to, like, the order of having to do things when you have a young kid. Mm-hmm. First, you have to start the car because you want to start it before you put them in there. Yep. So you yeah. have, like, yep. your hand on them as you're starting the car. And then you have to get them buckled in. And then you shut that door, lock it, unload your groceries. And then you go that moment of, okay, I'm going to leave my child and bring this cart. So I would say the one nice thing you can do is whenever I see people with young kids, like even younger than mine, yep. I grab their cart for them just because like you have I to do that all the time. Yeah, I had an yeah. experience like that at uh, Trader Joe's. So we were putting away our our food in our car and this woman, she had to have been like in her mid 70s. She got done at the same time and she starts bringing her cart back and I'm like, oh, I'll grab that for you. And she says, no, you're the one with the toddler. I'll take both carts. How wonderful is That's- that? That's so nice. And I think maybe, it is. And maybe my anxiety was more prevalent back then when I had like a young baby or a toddler, when I was 
first the idea of leaving her in a locked car with that mm. was running was terrifying oh yeah like, oh yeah i know it's weird but it, it's like in the winter it's like you, you should be yeah. buckled up in the warm car before i go bring my cart in the yeah i don't know i'm finally now at the point where i'm like i'll bring my kids to a store and i'll be like get in the car i'll be right there you'll be fine yeah yeah <laughs> all right here's the list People on social media are talking uh, about the everyday things that people do uh, that are super disrespectful to those around them. And if you did it, put your hand up and don't lie. Okay. Abandoning stuff in a store in uh, the wrong place or shelf. If you're too lazy to return it to where you got it, then just hand it to the cashier at the checkout. No, I would never. I would never I hate do it that. When, when I see do people that. do that, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I actually right. had a funny experience uh, yesterday with that kind of thing. So there's a... You know, at the checkout line, they have all the gum and mints and stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's uh, one with Altoids in it. And I'm like, mm hmm, Altoids sound pretty good. I'll just grab a thing of Altoids. So I grab the thing and I look at it and I'm like, Old Spice makes flavored Altoids? <laughs> no, some asshole just put his Old Spice in the Altoids box. What? Yep. What? I, it's like you're what? at the cashier. Just give it to the cashier and say, I don't want this. Why do you put it in the Altoids Because I think they are worried about inconveniencing the cashier. Like, oh, I don't want to make them go put it back for me. And it's like some they're going to have to do it anyway if it's yeah, in the wrong exactly. spot. I know. Yeah. going to notice it eventually. Yeah. Brittany and Tevin were silent and Ralph, so they probably have done it before. Probably. <laughs> well, not Old Spice have, in the Altoids area. In my life, have I done it? Yes. Do I make it an act? Have I do it? all the time no but i'm like if you really ask me that my honesty is telling me yes i've probably done it once right. in my life i was gonna I say probably when the kids were like really little and things were happening and i was like i grabbed the wrong thing i'm just gonna like throw this here like yeah maybe no. well, yeah. like sometimes it depends because it's like you know you put a Thank box you. of cereal in the soda aisle you know it's not that big of a deal someone will put it back what i really hate is when people <laughs> will like take meat out and then just oh. put it on a oh, shelf. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Because they can't, killer. even if no. they see you put it there, they can't put it back. It's no. out of the refrigerated area. They have to throw it away now. Yeah, so no, yeah. that's actually unhinged. And that's crazy. a really like, awful You're talking thing to, to somebody who literally won't even like leave stuff in a changing room. I will bring it. I go, I know where it was at. I'll go put it back. So like I have anxiety, but I yeah. also know right. that like there are times I have probably moved something what? and been like, all right. Yeah. I'll never do like sorry, bye. Yeah. I'm with I'm with you, Brittany. I'm sure there's been a time where I do it, but when I go to a grocery store, I'm on a mission. I know exactly what I'm getting. I know what aisles yeah. I'm going to. I'm not like wandering around and like, oh now I realize no, I got this you're not okay. anymore. Yeah. I have I have a, a question that pertains to this. I have I feel that in every relationship there is the grocery person that it's like, I am here to get things done and get out of here as quickly as possible me. and then there's and i'm that way too and then there's the other person that just wanders mm -hmm. around and looks at everything which is dan mm -hmm. yep. yep sounds like my relationship i literally tell See? her you're not coming with because i don't want to spend an hour in here mm -hmm. just sometimes she, we're at yeah. target for like literally an hour yeah, she, and when i go there yeah. by myself i'm in there maybe 10 minutes tops yep yeah one day she told me she was like, we're going to Target, and she grabbed a cart, and I was like, we're here to get, like, Tide Pods. We don't need a cart. And she's like, no, we just get a cart, and we let Target tell us what we're going to get. And I was like, that's <laughs> not do, that's, that's not how we're doing this. I do love somebody who's down for an adventure, and I have used Target as a destination um, in times where I, like, need a social outlet for a little bit. Yeah, that's, like, a specific, like, I am going to Target to for sure. yeah. browse. Yeah. Not every time, yeah, though. Field trip. No, not yeah. God, no, not every time. 
Okay, because that took so long, Sorry. we're now going to have to do the other four of them on the family show. Okay. And Brittany, if you want to stay for the beginning of the family show, you're more than welcome. Yeah, Brittany, stay. Because there are four more of them. I, I'm going to sneak out because I got to release, mm. uh, I got to get Go-Go Yeah, that downstairs. sounded believable. No, 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 no. You Spring have to Go-Go in here. I am here. having a blast. I am having a good time. I would like to stay, <laughs> but I got to go release well, the... Uh, you can be one of our first guests on the family show. Hi, Brittany Arneson. <laughs> there you go. Good. Wait, right. that Brittany Arneson? Oh, that one? Fancy. Her. We do have to break away, but we will cover the other four things that people do every day that annoy the hell out of people and they find very disrespectful. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Brittany, we'll see you tomorrow. Love you guys. Bye.